Warning, the dream you are about to listen to is filled with graphic content, not suitable for young audiences. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. There are many wolves within your dreams. The future is never what it seems. Just to recap, last episode, I went to the Wolf Connection to meet a Mexican corandera and get a healing. And afterwards, I went home, had a horrible nightmare, woke up in the middle of the night and texted my landlord that I was leaving after 20 years. Within your dreams, the future is never what it seems. Nancy, now you will see the truth. Now you will be able to see the things how they really are. So what was the dream? Okay, here goes. First, I dreamt that I was sleeping in my bed and I heard something in the other room and I got up and I saw a crowd of Hell's Angels in the room next to mine. All of my furniture was gone and it was just the Hell's Angels in a circle surrounding a woman with long brown hair and they took turns raping her and when they were done they started to stab her with a knife in the heart over and over again and I ran out of my house to try to get help and I noticed all my furniture was outside of the house and I screamed at the top of my lungs but as I looked around, I realized the entire town was empty. Almost as if I was in some kind of upside down world. And I started screaming, but nobody could hear. And I ran back into the house and there was a Latino boy lying there, dead as well. And they threw him in the ocean buried her under the house. Ew, don't do that. That is so creepy. That is so creepy. Yes. Ew. That sounds like, like, so good lord. Yeah. My nipples just got hard because I got the chills. Yeah. I wake up at like four in the morning in a sweat. I mean, even talking about it now, I am mm -hmm. sweating. Mm -hmm. And I text my landlord and I say, I'm leaving October 1st, I'm out. See, you're the white person who lives in the horror film yes. because you took the warning and left. Mm. You didn't dig in nope. and set up cameras and stay. You were like, out. Yep. First, let me say, I've had nightmares before about this house. In fact, I've had them pretty much once a month for the last 20 years. But for some reason, this dream seemed to have more weight to it than any of the others I've had. And when I told my friends about the dream, they were not all that surprised. Do you remember when we would talk about your house and we'd be like, it smells like something dead is in here? Yes. That totally makes sense. Right? Of course, of course. Why wouldn't someone be, I mean, of course. Yep, 
I did it all. I've got the message. Dead prostitute, I'm out. Yeah, right, right, right. Done. And people had been telling me to get out of this house for years. The first thing I became aware of was your first chakra was quite blocked. Yeah. And I think I asked you if you felt rooted or um, yep. what, what your home was like. Yes, was yes. That's a soundbite from the first episode of the first season when I went to healer Joy Carroll. But then at some point you did say, like, this: the house feels like it's falling down around yes. you. It's true. You need to move. And, <laughs> and it, it is. So why have I stayed? My house in Venice is five houses from the beach and it's rent controlled two bedrooms two car garage a front yard that looks out onto a lovely walk street yet no one would come visit me literally how many times do you think you came over in the 20 years we've known each other 12 yeah that's like once every three years you stop by you need to work on your math but yeah (laughs) It's not frequent. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Do you guys feel the darkness when you come over? Well, literally, because there's not a lot of sunlight that comes in. Which is weird because you're you're so, it's such a weird concept because you are, you know, you go outside and it's amazing. But I feel in the house, it always felt dark, dark and small. And and Mm. I could see it feeling claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit about the history of the house that I rented. But what I remember about your place, the one of the first things you told me mm-hmm. was the Hell's Angels used to. Yeah, they all the the gang used to live in my house. And darkness happened in that house. That story about the Hell's Angels has always been just kind of a funny story that I tell my friends. But truthfully, I've had some really great times in that house. I walk the beach twice a day. I have great neighbors and I was really comfortable here. Why did I just blow up my life over a dream? The next day, I felt like I was locked in my dream somehow. My arms were tingly and itchy, and I felt like I was having kind of a mini heart attack. I needed to get out of the house, so I took a long walk on the beach, and as I was coming home, I was walking down a deserted side street. And I looked up to the sky and thought, could that possibly have been real? And suddenly, a woman with long brown hair emerged from a side street and took one look at me and opened both of her arms and walked straight at me. (laughs) And then she walked right by me, staring at me without blinking. Her arms open wide like a Christ figure, but smiling. You know, it goes back to like just, I always say, does it ring true for me when I hear it? You know. And it made me think that maybe this had actually happened. And because all these healers have just cracked me wide open, I've been feeling that darkness every day, empathically. Wow. So you can feel the, and you probably could feel like from the bone DNA, from the, like the skeleton, you could probably feel that energy coming. Ugh. Oh, that is so horrible of that person's life and their trauma and their agony and their, oh, that's horrible. Or maybe it was just a dream. 
It doesn't matter whether or not your mind made it up. What it, some part of you said, this needs to happen. And it needs to happen in a way that she cannot argue with it. But either way, I kept feeling as if I was being stabbed in the heart over and over again. It was like I couldn't get out of the dream. And I called my friend Chris Henriksen and I said I was totally flipping out. Th that dream and the trauma around that dream felt completely real and as real and visceral as something that you had experienced yourself and um and also was just an affirmation of what you've been hearing from healer a number of healers from a lot of angles yeah and, and people in your life which is you need to get out of that house yeah and as i talked to different friends about it i was surprised to learn they had their own stories my sister used to think the house was haunted. Okay. She thought like a little boy named Tommy lived there all the time. And she would like skip around and say, Tommy's here. No hauntings. I mean, when I was like sort of a manufactured like seance at my birthday party, kind of <laughs> okay. a vision that I don't know if it was real of my grandfather mm. who I'd never met. She came over and she said, you know, this place used to be a crack house. And I was like, Oh, that's so weird. And then when I was there one night, someone was banging on the door, like wanting to buy stuff. And I felt evil, yeah. evil, evil. And while many of them had experienced a haunted house, none of them had moved out because of it. Yeah. Do you believe in evil? Yes. Um, I believe that people, yeah, I mean, I do, in the, in the way that I believe that there are things that are wrong and there are things that aren't right, mm -hmm. and there's behavior that's evil. Yeah. You know, n not, not do I believe that there's like a, a ghost or some sort of um, presence that's evil. No, I believe that human beings, we manifest evil and good. The first night after my dream, I was too terrified to stay in the house. I called my friends Chris and Susanna, and they let me stay with them. Chris and I talked late into the night, and he suggested I go back up to the Wolf Connection to see Gabby, the Mexican Corandera. So I drove an hour and a half back to the Wolf Connection to speak with her. I feel this, and you release something that do not give yourself permission to feel or to to be free, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And as I told her the dream I had, she started to finish my sentences. I said, I saw this woman with a long brown hair and there was and a Latino boy. And it totally freaked me out. And I said, you see this too? And she said, yeah. And it totally freaked me out. And I asked her if she saw other things that she wasn't telling me. Sometimes I do not tell them what I'm seeing. Are I you live. doing that with me right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I asked her why she wouldn't just tell me what is happening. And she said she couldn't. I don't tell you because it was your own process, you know. Mm -hmm. You have to discover things, you know. You need to, to take your own choices. It's a karmatic thing because you don't give them the chance to learn about that situation. What I, what I believe that the, the spiritual teacher have to do is to show you to discover your own power, mm. to reconnect yourself with your own divinity, with your own inner voice. 
And once again, she reminded me that I am my number one. But she did offer one last thing. Mm, I can clear that energy for you if you want. She offered to clear all the bad energy out of my home. Unfortunately, I had already put in my notice. So she did another healing on me, and it was just as powerful as the first time. After many hours, I said goodbye to Gabby, and I thought about what I needed to do next. I guess I needed to move. Sure. People I care about, I don't ask them to help me move, and I don't ask them to drive me to the airport. What if the house is haunted? Well, I mean, what, what's the difference? You still gotta pack boxes It's and move. more urgent, and I'm fragile. Okay, if you need me, I will come and help pack shit up. I mean, I... And even though Allison would reluctantly help me with the move, I realized maybe I needed some professional help. We're gonna... Keyboard, so these are all some things to sell. I was looking to see if we could find this cover. Yeah. The batteries, I haven't, but... I feel like I threw it out. Yeah, okay. So I called my friend Deb O'Neill and I asked her if she could help me pack up because she just started a little business helping people conmari their house. And I thought, ooh, she can conmari me as I pack up to go. You need to feel your way through it and know what's right and do it in a calm, sane way. So Deb helped me feel kind of normal about the fact that I was leaving a house I'd been living in for 20 years with no place to go. And I feel like it happened literally where you're sitting right now. I say trust that. You know, like when do we stop denying those strong intuitions yeah. and feelings? And she had to listen to me as I waffled back and forth about my decision. But it is weird that I'm leaving, don't you think? I mean, it is a good place. Eh. It's not that great. No, it's great. Especially, again, you're right on the beach. And my friend Marsha gave me some advice on where to go. Sometimes you go buy a house and you're like, nope, nope, that's not me. That little ranch house is not me. Mm -hmm. Nope, this isn't me. This isn't me. So do you you try to find a place that defines you in a way. Yeah. When you go in, you want the quirk of it or the feel of it or suddenly there's like a beam in it. You go, oh, okay, I could be in this place because that wooden beam yeah. speaks to me, right? Yeah. So now you get to define what it is. I know. I like this. Right? Yeah. It's got all the amenities. And I got my friend Dina to help me look on Zillow and I thought I found a really great place. Yeah. It's got 24-hour doorman, there's a pool, there's like a jacuzzi. That. I like that a lot. I know you do. And, and <laughs> free valet parking. But it was far too late to get a rental that I liked in two weeks. So I decided to put everything into storage and just see where life takes me. What do you mean? Where are you, where are you sleeping? Tonight I'm going to my friend Claire's mm -hmm. and I'm going to Airbnb around town and see what I feel. My friend Claire was leaving town for a few weeks and she offered up her place in a totally different part of town. It's the end of a chapter. Yeah. Some of my friends came to see me off, but Chris told me... Here's the thing. You're yeah. going to want to, when you leave this place, you're going to want to just, like, ocean and out. I should pack my car, go jump in the ocean, and then walk away and never look back. And I told him, I can't just go in the ocean and leave because I have a cat. The cat is in the house. And he said, bring the cat with you. And I said, you don't bring an indoor cat to the beach. She's lived at Venice Beach her whole life and you have never brought her to the beach? No. 
That's tragic. It's 100 yards away. This is like people travel 3,000 miles to get here. You're from joking. All across the country. I don't think a cat. Has experienced I don't think a cat has any desire to go hang out at the ocean. <laughs> and I didn't take Chris's advice, which turned out to be a grave error. The next time your shaman gives you a piece of advice, just take it. I went down to the ocean and I dove in and I sat in the sand for a while. And when I came back to get my cat, I realized I had dropped the key into the sand and I was locked out with my cat inside. So I called my landlord and I begged him to come over. Jan, do you have keys? I was really emotional when I saw him and he was kind of confused as to why I was leaving. And I mumbled something about a dream that I had. And then he told me a little bit more about the house that I'd been living in for 20 years. Now you said the Hells Angels used to live here. Yeah, and their graffiti was in the garage. Stories I'd never heard before. Yeah. We had women that were hookers. Living here? Living in the back. Okay. And they'd pay me in their wow. small bills. <laughs> Wow. Not a joke. That's my landlord, who kept the door from the time when the Hells Angels used to live here. The knife marks in this door, you'll feel them when we go inside. Yeah. That was because they were throwing, practicing throwing like buoy knives. And it all came full circle for me. It was time for me to leave. So I finally put my cat in the car went down to the ocean, jumped in, got in my car, and never looked back. So you put everything in storage. Yeah, and my friend, I was gonna Airbnb or something, and then my friend was like, oh, I'm going out of town, why don't you stay at my place for two weeks? But I still don't have a place. What is that saying, make plans and God laughs? Next week, join me for the in-between predictions of my future. I've got major career um, improvement for you. Now, there's something about your career which is attached to, um, it's probably an organization, wealthy, which has actually somebody's name on it. My name is Nancy Hauer. This is my number one. And I'd like to thank Frangela. Were you in a bikini at any point? Of course. Of okay, course. well then it works. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Intuitive healer Joy Carroll. We can right. pick up stuff floating through the air, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we can also just generate things out of us. So do I know if people were murdered in that house? Haven't a clue. <laughs> okay. Do I care? No. No. Susanna Grant. Wow. But you don't like to say that about someone's home. No, until after, it's like a boyfriend. It after is. they it leave, exactly like the you're like, God, I hated him. Abusive asshole. Michelle Brandon, Jennifer Bailing, and Allison Dunbar. Well, and honestly, this is like, and this is more on a different level, but I have never understood how you could enjoy living in a place where like you have to go knock on a neighbor's door to get out of your garage. Yeah. Kirk Ward. And it, you know, as corny as this sound, it's the journey, it oh. really is. Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah. Make sure there's wood inside, make sure there's natural things inside. Don't let it just be 
only glass and steel, right? Yeah. Because I think that would end up irritating you after a while. Yeah. Dina Plateus. The place had such horrible energy that I moved out after five months. I had, you know, a year lease and I just yeah. was like, mm-mm. Lennon Parham. Uh, sure, yeah, the wolf connection. Do you know? No. <laughs> of course I don't. That's crazy. Deb O'Neill. I don't believe in curses, you know, except I don't know, you know, yeah, the curse of the Bambino for the Red Sox and then that got broken. That's probably the only curse. But, <laughs> but you believed in that? <laughs> well, I love that you I'm believe a Red in Sox that. Fan. Oh my I God. Had to. Okay. I love that that's the only one. Chris Henriksen. You You're know, pretty self absorbed, Nancy. I don't really see you <laughs> as a healer. <laughs> Gabby Bejarano. Then he has to go. I order them to go. And the wolves. If you'd like to contact or know more about the Wolf Connection or Gabby Bejarano, the Mexican Corandera, intuitive healer Joy Carroll, or doing some KonMari with Deb O'Neill, please check out the notes in the bio and enter at your own risk. You can find me on Instagram at my number one podcast. Thanks for listening.